What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Bum. I have been MIA, and I am very sorry, but I have a lot of shit to figure out. And next week, I will have a special announcement, and it's freaking me out, but it's all going to be good things. So until next week, more importantly, um, this episode, I am bringing on my friend Kyle, and Kyle recently wrote a book. It's a fictional novel that explores the life of a cowboy and his journey with self-acceptance, self-identity, suicide, sex work, kind of like all wrapped into this little murder plot. Um, I did not read the book, so I can only say so much. Um, But without giving too much away, I thought this would be fun to kind of touch base with him on like some of the themes he shares in his book and kind of like hear how we all have personally managed these, um, I guess probably not too many of us have murder plots to discuss right now, but (laughs) Um, so Kyle, welcome. Thank you, Jeff. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Is that the perfect intro? (laughs) It was great. You did great. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to ask, first off, writing a book, congrats, because that's cool as fuck. I feel like that's something I would have always wanted to do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is my, this is my third. So um, yeah, this is, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited about this one now. So you write a book about the life of a cowboy. Yes. Hypothetically speaking, I have to assume that some of this must be based on your own life. Like, have you murdered anyone before? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, no, I have never murdered anyone. I can, I can say that, but yeah, it was, I was really fascinated by the topic of, of sex work because, um, you know, it was something that has been like so taboo for such a long time. And now I think with, you know, it's becoming a bit more democratized with like OnlyFans and all these kind of platforms where um, people are making money, um, either having sex or whatever. And so I was really just fascinated by it because it's so different. And um, so I wanted to kind of write something in that world. And obviously, and so the Yes, I've never murdered anyone, but some of the experiences or the, um, you know, scenes or chapters in the book are based off of experiences that either me or my friends have had. Um, They're just way more extrapolated in the book, obviously. But, but yeah, a lot of it is kind of, some of it, I should say, is based in um, truth. I feel like everything stems from the truth-ish, you know, like everyone is like a little bit of an exaggerator. Like when you share a story, it's like, mm, that part was probably fabricated, but you did it for the story. Like I get right. it. Right, right. So your book's about a call boy, obviously. And like, I feel like every gay guy at some point has been offered, right? Like something. I mean, right. I can't tell you the amount of times someone's like, send me your socks, send me your underwear. I want to eat your ass. How much? And I'm like, there's of course a price for everybody. Right. But before we get to that, like, give me something like what's, what's your experience here? Well, no, of course. And I think it's so interesting um, about why that is like, why is, why do a lot of gay men like get propositioned for 
for sexual favors or, or whatever, right? It's kind of this, and I think part of it is because it is taboo and it is kind of like on the fringe. And so it makes it a little bit more exciting, like just the ask and to get asked, do you know? It's like, oh wow, like, should I do that? Like, what, what would that mean? And like, how is this like, you know, if this is gonna benefit me monetarily, like, is that a good, like, is that, you know, whatever. So like, um, so, in terms of how, I mean, yeah, I've been asked a lot for, I mean, not like, <laughs> like whatever, but like, but yeah, I've definitely been like propositioned for things and like part of me like wishes, like by like much older people, you know, sometimes. And it's like, wow, that would have been like such like a nice life if I had like taken them up on that offer, <laughs> you know? I tell you, I think it's crazy that, well, I shouldn't say it's crazy, but cause we're not, that age yet but I do find it extremely interesting that the people who are relaying these offers are from older men Mm -hmm. and so like are the older men looking for like a companionship are they holding on to something that they're like hey like I just want a youthful like I know this is weird but like my grandma like loves like my skin (laughs) like I know that's (laughs) so weird to say so like I don't know if there's just like a human thing that just like a younger guy's skin is tighter or I'm not even saying you have to have a six pack, just like your elasticity on your skin is different as opposed to an older man. That's interesting. Yeah. And also like, just like the energy of like being around someone younger. Do you know what I think it like kind of maybe, I mean, again, I can't speak from that perspective, but I think kind of like just having someone around who is more like spontaneous or just brings a different kind of energy to a relationship or a transaction I think is really um probably really appealing you know because you're kind of like getting to relive a bit of your youth when you're with someone a bit younger I would guess how old are you just for like my own reference point I'm 30 I just turned 34 nice okay so we're like in the same I mean I'm turning 30 this year so we're kind of in a similar bubble okay yeah um but yeah I mean for me like I feel like even when I talk to younger guys though there's some who I'm like I cannot communicate with you and so funny to feel like I'm past that point but then there's others who like genuinely I feel like could like learn from my advice so I feel like okay like listen to me like let me help you help you yeah um because New York's a crazy place Mm mm-hmm it is. It is. So is LA. Let me. <laughs> have you ever lived in LA? Have I ever lived? No. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This, and that was another thing about like the why I wanted to write it is because I'm I'm from New Jersey originally, so I spent a lot you know all that time in New York, and I moved to California like with like I just like drove my car out to like California to kind of like you know have a new like embark on a new adventure, and that's kind of what happens in the book, and it's kind of so. Um, there's kind of an undercurrent of like the seediness of like LA too in the kind of like, and the characters from New York. So it's like, and people from New York, like there's, you know, the unspoken like rivalry of like New York versus LA. So he kind of was like, wishing there's no rivalry. It's two very, very different places. <laughs> right. right. But you'd be a lot of times like New Yorkers are like, Oh, you know, LA or, or LA are like, Oh, you know, New York, you know what I mean? So it's kind of going in and I had that too like when I moved here I was like I kept comparing the two and you you can't like you said like you there's just no there's no point in comparing in in the comparison but um so it's kind of that that too about um you know coming to LA and and trying to like 
pursue a better life. Well, you want to know what's interesting is I don't think straight men get these offers the way gay men get these offers, or at least straight men aren't like more open about it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe gay, maybe gay older men are still going for straight guys saying, Hey, do you want to do this? And they're tempted. Who's mm-hmm. to say? But I think like being with gay men, mostly having like a friendship circle, whatever, you hear it so often of like my friends getting propositions left and right. And like one of my friends is a massage therapist. And so he gets hit up all the time being like, Hey, come give me a massage. Do I get a happy ending? And like Ben says, he's like, I try so hard to keep it professional, but when someone's just going to hand you cash in front of your face, it's like, how do you turn that down sometimes? And like, I do this for free. You know what I mean? Like we've all sucked dick for free. So it's like, it's like if someone's going to give you $250 to do it and you're just staring at the money right there and you're like, okay, I'm already here. Why not? It's like, right. Yeah. It's like, this is, I could, you know, I could benefit from this in a bigger way. It's definitely interesting to think about, but I feel like gay people put themselves in these like fascinating situations that I'm like, how did we normalize this? I know. No, it's crazy. When I, I'll like, you know, I'm not single anymore, but when I was, I would tell, you know, my friend, like my straight friends about like, oh my God, like, uh, you know, a hookup or something. And they were like, you did that? Like the circumstances that you just explained are crazy. (laughs) Like why? Being friends with gay people makes you feel like it's normal. Like, I'm like, oh, you mean like you just got texted an address and like didn't go? Why not? Like, and they're like, Jeff, I'm a girl. Like, I would not just show up to a random address. And like, after someone just said, hey, do you want to come over? You're right. like, I'm like, oh, you don't do that? I know. It's crazy. Like, the, your perspective of it gets really skewed, you know, like in like the gay world. Um, but no, they, you definitely find yourself in crazy situations. I mean, I know I have. I'm sure you probably have too. Um, I try my hardest to like meet in public prior mm-hmm. to anything. Yeah. Like, my go-to is like, Hey, let's just like go for a walk in the park yeah. or somewhere. Because I'm like, I don't think I've ever actually just been like, got texted address and it's like buzz apartment four. And I just knock on a door and show up. I don't think I've ever done that. I'm probably yeah. lying, but I don't think I have. <laughs> there needs to be some like phot- photographic evidence or, sh- or something but I think it's really interesting how like powerful the libido can be to make you do that specifically yeah. I mean for men maybe more so gay men than but like how it, it, it like supersedes all of your ration like rationale and all of your um you know, in like inhibitions, it's, it's nuts, you know, it's truly crazy. I have a friend currently who's deciding to not masturbate for a week just to see, like, I don't know what benefit he claims. It's going to be like a mental health thing for him. And I was like, I'm pretty sure like people claim you should jerk off at least like three times a week for your mental health. And like, even physical health. health. Yeah. So not sure what this outcome is going to be, but I'm very interested to see what he feels he got from it. That's so funny. I, maybe this is sharing too much, but I, I like went home for Christmas to New Jersey um, and my boyfriend was here and he was like, oh, you know, like, don't like get off until like you come back. 
And it was like physically like painful, like not to like not to do it. So I don't recommend it. Tell your friend. Should I ask? Should I ask why you decided to do that? I think it was just kind of like building the anticipation of like wanting to come back and have like a nice like reunion with with my boyfriend. That's like hot. Did you succeed? I did, but wow, it was not easy. <laughs> but did it make for a hot situation when you came home? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so maybe it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, so going back to like what we were first talking about, um, <laughs> do you think like people sexually exploit themselves because they need validation, or like why do you think gay people like find themselves in this like callboy situation? It's got to be more than just money. I personally think. I think so too, and it's actually. I'm actually glad that you asked this question because I wrote about this kind of book, but it was kind of like, you know, like I, I didn't, I'll just speak to, to myself. Like I didn't come out until I was like 23 or 24. So I was a, little, a bit older. Um, and before I did, there was definitely like a curiosity that I felt. And it's like, oh, like, so when someone would, I would get hit on by like a guy or something and it would be like, oh, like how cool is it? Like, I'm getting this great validation from some, from like a guy, you know, who was like, but like, I'm not interested. You know what I mean? But I think it was, it was just kind of like using the validation excuse was like a precursor to discovering my own sexuality. So I think it's kind of twofold. It's like, you know, that, and then also that like dopamine hit you get when someone it like is turned on by you or comp or, or compliments you. And it's like, wow, like I'm like valuable in some way to this person. And I think that that is, is like psychologically like really fascinating, you know? It's truly crazy and makes you feel kind of crazy sometimes. Right. And kind of like scares you about like, what, what, what am I, at what lengths would I go to, to like get that? Do you know what I mean? To get that validation, like what, what I stop it doing, you know? I mean, let me tell you, I, when the traveling bum first got deleted around like Christmas time, so maybe like six months ago, whatever, I feel like it hit me like a fucking wall because I didn't realize how much validation that actually gave me as a person mm -hmm. where like, yes, it's all basically complete strangers, but just even feeling like people are like, Jeff, where are you? Like, why are we not playing a game? Like just feeling like you are involved in doing something. Right. And I feel like when I, you know, didn't have it for like that initial month, I had to like really like focus on myself and be like, why am I putting so much time and effort into an app that like, number one, clearly does not want me on it because they keep deleting me. And no matter what I do, what connection I have, I just keep getting fucked over. Two, it's like, how can you keep pushing so hard for something? And like, I don't want to say putting all your eggs in one basket, but it's like, that could just be taken away again like that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't rely on this one thing to give me what apparently I need because like, I didn't know I needed that validation, but right. the minute it was taken away from me. I was like, I don't really like this at the moment. Like it was a weird feeling. It makes you like question like your worth. Yeah, it's crazy how you can derive your worth from, like you said, like the internet <laughs> or and, and strangers opinions of you. Strangers opinions. It's a little alarming, but you know what? This is 
maybe 20 i mean it is 2022 (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like maybe like a new wave that like we don't know what the outcome is going to be for all of us because people before us didn't have this type of validation or work or whatever you know i mean like i don't know what's going to happen when i'm older like do i have a 401k no like all of us are not like accustomed to like what am i going to do when i retire like no i don't know it's it's weird to think what the internet's going to do to all of us little internet people i know i know it's it's a wild it's wild well so going back to your book you kind of also touch on aside from like the callboy aspect but also self acceptance which i mean self acceptance can come in many forms and whether that's you're alone and you learn to like appreciate your own self or some people go the route that they truly need to find happiness and feel accepted from other people as we've just discussed but i guess would you say like what was your journey with like self acceptance yeah i think that so like i said i came out later in life and i and I guess I, when I say self-acceptance, I'm talking about in terms of like sexuality, right? So, I mean, mostly in most sense, because that's such a big part of who we are. But I, you know, I, I started dating like a, a guy when I moved to California. And then it was a very like mismatched relationship. Like we just like, we're not good just for each other. And, but I was, we dated for like a year and then I like broke up with him and I was like, okay, well, I'm obviously not gay because that like was a disaster. <laughs> and then how you come to terms with like, since the relationship was so horrible, I'm not gay. <laughs> because I was still like questioning myself, you know, and I didn't fully accept. So then I started dating girls again. Um, and then, and then I met kind of a, um somebody who a guy who I was like oh okay like this actually who I was much more aligned with and I was like oh this actually like feels good and better and so I kind of like leaned into it then so it was like a an interesting kind of road to you know self-acceptance and accept you know accepting my sexuality and um and you know, then you get into like toxic relationships and you date around and like, it's like the whole, the whole thing. But um, I argue, I think every first relationship is absolutely toxic and horrible. Yeah. yeah. You are not mentally in a good place to be like, like, you know what I mean? Like you're the first time you're like with someone and trying to like explore your emotions and feelings, like you're not really ready. Like you're trying to navigate so many feelings that like you've never been given or had before. And like, you don't know how to act. No one taught you how to act and you just feel like a crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if you, and relationships are hard, like, you know, anyway, do you know what I mean? Like, let alone when you are in your early twenties and like figuring your shit out, you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a wild ride. And Um, I think that I, you know, my, I didn't have any, I had very supportive, like I still have very supportive parents and and friends. So I didn't go through a ton of like the, and probably because I I came out later too, but like, I didn't go through, I didn't have like a very traumatic like coming out experience. And I'm so, I find myself so, so grateful and like lucky for that because I have friends who, you know, that was not the case and they, you know, severed relationships with their parents and, and, you know, were disowned and like really, truly terrible things. And so I think 
so I kind of just like count my blessings in that way because I know that it could have gone a lot worse and probably stunted a lot of my development maybe do you know what I mean no it's definitely uh I like said this a couple times but I feel like gay people for example when you come out it's kind of like your high school girl phase where like all of our straight friends got out in high school and we thought they were batshit but it's like that's kind of what it's like when you first start having sex following your emotions like you are borderline crazy like right right. yeah that's a good point um so like I don't know not to get too personal but when you think about like self-acceptance we're fast forwarding to today now right like Mm -hmm. would you say you're ultimately happy confident and like proud of who you are today or do you think you like still are trying to work on some things in that area yeah that's, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I've ever been asked that before. I think I'm, I am happy now and I feel really like I don't, I mean, I mean, I feel comfortable enough to like release a book about like sex work. So it's, which is like very, like it's a very erotic book. So I feel like I had to, I have to be comfortable or else I wouldn't be able to have or have the balls to do that. But yeah, like I am really happy with who I am and I definitely, um, and confident and out, you know, and proud and everything. And, and, um, and I think the thing that for me is like, I didn't, I think I, what my reticence to come out was, was I didn't want, and I kind of made the character go through this in the book because I, you know, it was such a strong opinion that I had, but I didn't want to be like, I didn't want gay to be like my identifier. Like I didn't want it to be like gay Kyle. I wanted to be like Kyle who's gay, you know? And and I still feel really strongly about that because it's not like all of who I am. Or I don't, I don't, the my identity isn't totally wrapped up in my sexuality. And some people's is, and that's great, you know what I mean? Like to each their own. But I, you know, it's definitely it's a part of who I am. It's a big part of who I am, but it's not like, you know, all of who I am. And so I think having that you know, a balance of like, um, you know, of different, you know, just different and like having like straight friends too. I think that that kind of all factors into like my, for me, like myself, my, a healthy. um, It definitely gives a healthy balance. I agree with that because there's times where I'm like, sometimes I'll be like, I'll say like, oh, I'm being straight tonight. And I just send it in the group chat. Like everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Other times I'm like, all right, who wants to go out? And then like, they all know what that means. Like it's two very different vibes. But I think if you're like gay, 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 gay every night, I'm sure there's some like detrimental things that like. I think so. I think you miss out on some stuff. And I think that also it just is like, it kind of like skews your perception of things, right? Like we were talking about like with the hooking up, it's like, there is, I mean, my mom always says that life is all about balance and you, I think it's good to get different, like, pers- I don't know, just different perspectives of, from, from different. Yeah. Like you don't want to surround, I mean, I know this sounds fucked up and you can skew this however you want. You don't want to surround yourself around people who think exactly like you all the time or like, what are you learning or how are you going to grow as a person if you're not hearing the other sides of things? Exactly. Like, I'm not saying Trump should be back on Twitter. I'm just saying you can't like tell people this is how you should think because like 
everybody has some truth in what they're thinking that like you can't just take away people's like social media or whatever because you don't like what they said like that's not how this world should work or works like crazy to me I 100% agree with you and that was a much more eloquent way of saying it than I was trying to do but yeah like I don't think I think that you can't um like being around too many people that are the same is I don't think it's you don't grow you know yeah no so I mean I even think that I was in like a weird rut um because I felt like since I was gay and I moved to New York like not that I like lost a lot of my straight friends by any means, but I definitely like when I first moved here, like distanced myself a lot from them because I was so thrown into like the gay culture vibe thing. And like, even from the traveling bum, just like all the things I was being asked to do, which I wanted to do at the same time. Cause it was so new to me. And like, yeah. I was like, wow, I'm making money just from doing this. And then after a while, you're just sitting there kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like you're drunk seven days a week. Yeah. everybody is like on something and I'm like is this really like do I want to turn like 40 and like this is what I'm doing like I don't want to like and listen not to say it's not fun sometimes but I'm definitely like trying to figure out currently like next moves I'm not saying Jeff's going through a midlife crisis at the moment but like I feel like there's so much occurring at the moment that I'm trying to like figure out this like what am I doing post 30 and like get my shit together because like I could tell you I'm not going to be showing my ass at 40. <laughs> right I know and it's funny because like you see like I'll go out for like a Sunday fun day which is you know rare now but it's once you get to like I think like 30 like 233 in the pandemic probably something to do this too but I, I like lost a lot of interest in like going out like to like clubs anymore and but I remember like seeing like you know, like people like upwards of 40, I would say for sure, like maybe in their 50s, like still raging. And I was just like, I don't think I want my life to be that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think it's not to throw shade at people who still do that. I know. Or just like, there's a time and place for everything. And I think if that's still like how like, I just don't want to be the guy that's still like, oh, it's Friday. Like, what club are we going to? Right. Like I want my life to be more than that. And that's just how I want to kind of like grow up a little bit. Like, listen, I am in the club still currently on Fridays. I am still hosting drag brunches on Sundays. I love doing that at the moment. I'm just saying I do not want to turn like 35, let's say. And like, I'm not currently thinking what is my next step as a person. Right. Exactly. Like, I I'm just trying to think a little ahead being like, what the fuck am I doing? Because like, it's not, it's truly not sustainable. You know what I mean? Like nobody's meant to drink seven days in a row. No, yeah, be, be careful, please. But, but what about you? Are you happy and, you know, and confident in everything that, with yourself now? I would say I'm definitely confident and like who I am as a person. And I am happy with like the trajectory I'm on currently. But I feel like I'm currently trying to figure out like what actually like brings me happiness. And so it's an interesting thing that it's like I'm navigating because I think for me, this is like so random, but like I used to love like drawing and painting and stuff. And like that was just like a very Jeff thing that like I love to go out. But then when I just want to be alone and shut down, 
I'm just like a super creative person that like, that's just like me, Jeff time that I could just like be alone, not be on my phone. And I've completely geared away from that. Like I took mm-hmm. like art in college and shit like that. Wow. And living in New York, there's no space for that. There's no whatever for that. And so I think I'm trying to figure out like, what are my hobbies aside from okay. going out or <laughs> finding happiness from other people? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's truly something every day in New York and in LA that it kind of like clouds you sometimes you're like whoa 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 like you just get so busy yeah and I'm like we just got to take a step back and I am on overdrive right now like it's like full throttle I am like so overwhelmed but it's all positive because it's like financially great like there's it's all everything I've ever wanted but Mm -hmm. I think everything to be happening all at once is a lot for me and I'm just like we need to decompress and like take it slowly and it's going to be great so I think the happiness aspect is I'm happy but I'm sure I could be happier I just need to figure out what my hobbies are yeah I love that that's I'm at mentally (laughs) no I love that and it's and I think it's so cool when you like you know, having a creative outlet, like, like painting or drawing, like that's, I mean, mine is obviously writing and um, it's so, it's like very therapeutic. And like, um, I, I, you know, and probably you too, you work out a lot of like the, your shit, like through doing that kind of stuff. So. Well, I think you're just like, sometimes you don't want to be social and that doesn't mean you're like introvert or extrovert or whatever. It's just like, I just want to sit my ass down do blank and just like decompress I do not want to like you can't do the absolute most every single day Mm -hmm. and I think yeah I think like as as we grow I think that our I mean I'm not that much older than you but like I think that you're I think at least my identity has like become more like solidified like each and every year you know it's like I get more like laser focused on what I want and like you know you know, like I want to like have kids someday and like that's you know so trying to do things that like having strategy around like that and like making sure I have enough money for that like in the future so yeah I think it's all it's all just a discovery adulting what I said she's adulting <laughs> trying I mean aren't we all I think that's the thing I think the biggest thing is like we play these comparison games as a gay person that like it can make you very unhappy or unconfident or whatever. And it's like, my body like will never look like some of my friends. And some of you might think I'm absolutely crazy for saying that because you see pictures, but there's just certain parts on like my stomach that will never, ever be completely like flatboard. Like I am Italian. I was raised on pasta. Like there's, you can't fix 29 years of that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you just have to like, be like, this is who I am, own it. And like, as long as you're physically healthy and like enjoying what you're doing, I think that's the most important thing. And so I think everyone just needs to kind of like embrace that aspect about themselves because we're all so unique, but also so similar at the same time. Yeah, I know. And yeah, that's a whole other like thing about like body dysmorphia in the gay community, because like there's all these crazy like you know um ideals that you see on instagram of like these like people that just look amazing and you're just like oh my god i'll never look like that or whatever and it's so un- unattainable steroids. 
or they literally didn't have a Reese's peanut butter cup in the middle of the day like I did because <laughs> it's just sitting there like how am I not going to eat it <laughs> uh, so I get it it's hard but like you just got to enjoy your life like nobody enjoys their life just eating a salad and you mm-hmm. still won't have abs so no I agree well Guys, I don't know. I feel like, Kyle, I don't know why we got real personal today. Like, I feel like I talked about a lot of things I never normally talk about, but you you really <laughs> something out that I'm confused about. But um, <laughs> I got to ask, when's the actual book coming out? So the book comes out on June 3rd, but it's available for pre-order on Amazon um, now, today. So go check it out. Confession. The book is called Confessions of a Callboy. Confessions of a Callboy. Yes. How many of those confessions are your personal confessions? I don't know. There's some that are definitely inspired from true events. We'll say that. Do you think your parents are going to read this? My, I mean, actually, my mom like wants like likes to read all my books before they are out. And I was like, I think you'll just don't. No, you're not reading this one prior because it's like very sexually explicit, and I don't want her to. Are we going like? uh gay 50 shades of gray status oh yeah it's like gay a lot of gay sex hot so it's it's very it's like an erotic erotica coming of age um murder kind of book. it's really it's good i i'm really proud of this one i feel like everybody loves a good murder plot yeah it's 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 uh it's good i'm i'm happy with it well kyle where can everybody find you um on social media and things like that yeah my instagram is kyle j langan um and i also have an instagram for my books it's kyle j langan writes at the end oh wow yeah did anyone else help you write this or you literally did this like all on your own no all on my own that's so impressive (laughs) thank you yeah i uh like I said, I had a lot of material to, you know, draw from and I have a great imagination. So it all just kind of worked out and yeah, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited to see what people think about it too, because, um, you know, I think that, I think a lot of gay people will resonate with, like I said, like the, the self-acceptance piece, the identity, and then kind of will come for the sex and then walk away with like, oh, you know, like, like oh, you I, I exactly. Yeah, I would say a lot of this is probably like gay fantasies people have, I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. And some of it is like really funny, like just really quick. There's this one, I have a very, uh, a friend who's like a big influencer, OnlyFans, and and it was a girl and she was actually propositioned to um, do like scat play by this guy. <laughs> and so it was like the funniest proposition like it was like an email that I've ever read and so I incorporated some of that into the book and it's like a very funny um chapter so there's some like humor bits in it too you all know it's so weird is I never really thought about not necessarily like the scat thing but more like bodily fluids right yeah and obviously ask for blank whether that's pee shit come whatever it is right your underwear your socks and somebody messaged me and they're like jeff what if that like ends up like in a murder situation and then like your identity is on the thing i was like i've never thought about that i'm just sending my like you know what i mean like just probably like okay. or like strand of hair or like whatever on it and it's like they could just throw that shit and be like 
why were you here? I'm like, I wasn't. I sold that pair. To, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> the funniest like explanation to the cops ever. Like, I, he just gave me like 40 bucks for my underwear. <laughs> but it was so funny to think about because when somebody put that into perspective for me, I'm over here like, wow, I have so many free pairs of underwear. I'm like, sure, like send me 100, 200 bucks. I'll send it to you. And now I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I know. that would have been a good, that would have been a good plot. Maybe for the sequel, I'll have to use that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was like, maybe this should be a lifetime movie. Shit. Yeah, I know. There you go. I'm going to make some phone calls. <laughs> um, well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on. Um, guys, you can tune in next week for the episode of Behind the Bum. And as I said, next week is a fun announcement and I can't wait to share.